gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I am the Lord. I'm so much crazier. I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make my day. Hi there, and welcome to another special TV episode of Facing Off. Uh, ordinarily, we compare two movies, but today we're branching off from the Sacred Timeline to discuss the first season of the Disney Plus original MCU series, Loki. My name is Gabe, and I've been called many things. Ruler, conqueror, podcaster, but today I'm joined by two of my evil variants, Nick and Layla. What's up, guys? I'm not your variant. <laughs> no, <laughs> actually, uh, we're joined by a variant of Nick, and you will henceforth be called Alligator Nick for the rest of this episode. <laughs> Silly. Uh, Stupid. What's up, guys? <laughs> not too much. What's up, TV watchers? Uh, nothing much. Just uh, making mischief. <laughs> Ain't you always doing that? Yeah, dude. Just surviving and making mischief. That's what it is nowadays. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, let's get into it. We're, uh, we're going to talk about Loki. And so if you haven't watched the show Loki and you care about uh, not being surprised with spoilers, uh, stop the recording now or stop the listening now. And then and go, go and watch, watch it because it, yeah. it's on Disney Plus <laughs> yeah. and it won't take yeah, you that don't, long. Don't look at any of Disney Plus's promotional material. Either. Yeah, which is all Loki. Or don't go on TikTok. <clears throat> yeah. They just push Jonathan Majors out there, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> we are also going to be talking about Black Widow at the end. So if you haven't had a chance to see that, which is more understandable because it's in theaters and it's pretty expensive on Disney+, Plus, uh, we'll let you know when we're going to start that conversation. To shut and, it off. And when you can skip. Um, all right. Let's start with Loki. Uh, Nick, do you want to just break down what happened? Or should we just assume everyone knows <laughs> um after the events of uh well after loki's portion of the events of <laughs> avengers endgame mm -hmm. he is captured by uh, a group of i didn't write any of this down uh, by a group <laughs> called the, the uh time variance authority mm -hmm. who prosecutes him for uh jacking up the sacred timeline as they call it Mm -hmm. uh, and hilarity ensues as he... Um, and mischief. Uh, and mischief. Both of them ensue uh, as he discovers uh, his long-lost love. Himself, but a girl. Who doesn't want that? Or, you know, the, whatever whatever you want. But like, I, I would like another version of myself to solidly, date and marry. That'd be perfect. Oh, you Jesus. walked it back and then walked it yeah. all the way back forward. <laughs> Who wouldn't want that? Are you kidding me? In a perfect world, you would want that. Absolutely. I don't think... You're I joking, so right? Yeah. <laughs> what? I can't imagine two of me. Um yeah, that was good. That's a that's a good breakdown of it. Yeah. I'm wondering what you guys think we should do. Do you think we should rank our favorite MCU shows in order the th the, th uh, the three or not our favorite? Sorry, rank it. Rank the three shows now, or do you want to discuss and then rank after? Oh, I think it's like I don't obvious. Know if it's is relate. it not? No, yeah. not for on everyone. the count of three, we'll just name them <laughs> okay. in order from first to the third. Okay, one, two, three. WandaVision, Loki, Loki, Loki. No, Loki WandaVision, Captain Falcon. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, I definitely think WandaVision is better than Loki. Okay, yeah. you go anywhere online and everyone is going to say Loki, so I wouldn't say it's that obvious. You I like don't, I don't agree with, with that. that? that. I don't think that don't that's know. true. So what? Then it's not, you said it was obvious. It's not obvious. I think like, it is obvious. Everything I see no, on the internet is still WandaVision. All of the WandaVision. internet is saying Loki over WandaVision. No one... So many, I know so many people that don't even like WandaVision or don't even like it as a complete the internet, project, dude. But I just I'm think just I think you're looking at a I think you're looking years. at a biased game internet. I don't know. There's like, so <laughs> many different sites that would say Loki is the most complete version of this. On what timeline, dude? Okay, all right. Then actually, <laughs> let's start this way. Why don't you guys talk about what you didn't like about Loki? Then that's a good way to start because then we can. What make I didn't it like about Loki? Loki along. episode three. Is uh, that the lamentous, lamentous one? one? Yeah. 
That's what I didn't like about Loki. Okay. I I have more that than that. That sucks, but do you have more to what? Why you didn't like it? <laughs> no, uh, just it that. It looks like shit. Uh, it's contrived. It's weird and awkward. Some of that awkwardness is sort of explained later, but I just go back to that. It's they give you one episode to show that Loki and Sylvie love each other, mm-hmm. and they have one little moment, and it's just it's just contrived. It doesn't work for me. Hmm. <clears throat> okay, and, Layla. and then they kind of follow it up well, and they botch it in episode five, which is not very good, I don't think. And which then, one's episode? Is that the second, the penultimate episode? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I I guess before we move on, like I didn't like the Lamentus one episode. I told Nick I was texting him during it, like this is weird and boring and off. And it seems like, and there was like a theory that maybe one of them was enchanting the other and they were like making them believe that what was happening on Lamentus was actually happening. I thought Loki was doing it to Sylvie. And then it ended up not being that in the next episode. But I think when you go to the end, when, Kang or Nathaniel or whatever he is, the, <laughs> he who remains, when he talks to them about how he set that set them on that path and he even specifically mentions Lamentis, I think it makes more sense that it seemed weird and staged and strange. I and it's so strange because Kate Heron did the entire season. So it's not like a, another director came in and directed it poorly. It just definitely fell off, but it may be that it fell off because it was that was like specifically part of this plan. Yeah, I think just think that generally some of the aesthetic of the show is is super off in that episode. Yeah, and in episode yeah. 5 as well when they're in the void. Yeah, cuz it's too weird. much CGI. It's yeah. Too, yeah, it's too much CGI and like it just is like I don't know, it feels also that they gave I mean, he's he's awesome, and he should play Loki for the rest of his life, as he wants to, apparently. But Tom Hiddleston is allowed a little bit too much of a, a leash to just, like, improvise things, and it doesn't... There's just some times where you're like, okay, well, that didn't work. I, I It happens a lot in episode five. You were commenting on it as we watched it. Yeah, definitely. Um but I, yeah, I just feel like the finale kind of fixed a lot of that in my mind. Layla, what were some like low points for you for Loki? Uh, yeah, I mean, I actually have like a fair amount that like I didn't love about this show. Like, I I really overall enjoyed it, and I really liked it, and I think a lot of things came together. But I did not love a lot of the writing and I didn't think a lot of the writing worked. And I don't think, especially in the first two episodes, I don't think the writing of Loki worked at all for me. Like I was Hmm. constantly questioning like this version of him that they created. Like, I don't know if it was just that this is the most we've ever heard Loki speak, but like he just kept talking and it just diminished his character for me. Like it wasn't funny. It was kind of annoying. He wasn't as like mischievous. Like it, he just seemed like he was kind of bad at being like a manipulator in those first two episodes. And he just, that's like what he's supposed to be good at. And I just didn't think the writing of his character was really great initially. Um, and then obviously everything that you guys said about those two episodes, I, I like, I feel like, Marvel is so incredible at like camp humor and their humor always hits really well. And I just, a lot of the time I didn't think things hit as well as they should have, especially like Loki's bits and her bits. And some of it felt really corny. Like Owen Wilson's character is perfect. Like he's so funny and he's, I don't have a single issue with him, but you're really following Loki and Sylvie the whole time. And they're just a lot of what they say doesn't work for me. And it felt very like contrived and just not like, what it should be or what it like what I imagine Loki to be like. So I don't know. I I loved it overall, but the writing was not great to me. <laughs> so were you guys both like really invested in Loki as a character in the MCU movies? Absolutely. Like, but like once we got a lot of him, I mean for me when I saw Infinity War and he dies and it's actually a really tragic way of dying. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he, he's sacrifices himself in that moment. 
I was fine with being done with Loki. I felt like there was so much Loki already that mm-hmm. I felt pretty satisfied. Did you guys want more at that point? And so that's a great question. Know, like, I don't know if I did. I don't. I actually don't know. I love Loki, and he is one of my favorite characters in the MCU. But like, I, <clears throat> honestly, after you said it, I think I kind of was like, oh, I feel like that was like a good ending to his character there. But like, also Loki just has so much in the comics, and there's so much like lore with him that's so fun that didn't even get touched. So when I heard of the show, I was like, there's a lot of fucking potential here. And I'm actually really excited. But like, I hated the way that they did the other Lokis. Like, I did not think that was comical. I didn't think it was funny. I didn't think they were written well. I thought they were... Even Alligator Loki? I mean, Alligator Loki is funny. And like, Alligator Loki is great. But like, I just... Nick is dying. (laughs) I didn't think the others were like good i just thought they were silly and dumb and like i just that's not how i ever picture a loki to be or a powerful person like that to be and i just thought they were like lame i didn't think it was like imaginative at all (laughs) yeah i mean i i would i agree with well first of all i agree with everything you said layla like you just worded it my you worded it better than i did i agree with everything that you, you said about the show i also agree that i was done with loki in a good way. Yeah. When he died. Yeah. It felt I think it was, end. it's good to bring him back and I understand why because you know Tom Hiddleston is that character. He, this is I mean he is and this is obviously kicking off something that is totally uh, going Huge. to you know run through the rest of this phase of movies. Yeah. Um and he could be a big part of it and he you know very well could kind of carry you know a lot. I just think that the show is better than Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes. For sure. No question. Yeah. I don't think anyone would. But I don't that. think it is as thought out, um, as entertaining as... Um, WandaVision. Unique hmm. as WandaVision was. I am with you, except for the entertainment level of it. I just found it to be extremely entertaining all the way through. And I, not that I didn't find Wanda... Obviously, all, all three of us rated WandaVision very high. Mm-hmm. So I'm not... I'm just, you know, if I was finding a difference between them, I found myself more entertained by this. Whether it's more unique, it's different. There's different levels of creativity with each of these where they really stand out and they're yeah what i think wanda does really well you know that we talked about is like the way it fucks with story structure and and um uh what's it called when the narrator is like you can't trust the narrator unreliable narrator Mm -hmm. like i like how they did that in wandavision a lot and then everything they did with tv was obviously brilliant I think that they explore a lot of... I'll I'll talk about this with Loki when we get into the positive parts of it, but I found certain parts of it to be more unique than WandaVision and vice versa. So I don't really differentiate that. By the way, I will say, I just looked this up as we were talking. Objectively speaking, not me, if you were to go on anything where you would find ratings, which I don't agree with always, we know my takes on IMDb, Loki is consistently rated higher. Not by a lot. Very marginally. But it is rated higher across the board on all of these. So it's not... I'm certainly... That's why it wasn't obvious to me. Totally. And I certainly don't necessarily think... I, I, I actually think that's very likely. And the reason I would imagine that's the case is because Loki propels what's about to happen entirely forward. Like, this is like... This is the next chapter. This yeah. is this is huge. Like More this than is the other two, for sure. this yeah. is like you sit down and you're like, I am gonna fucking dissect the shit out of what this means for the next like you know couple of weeks. Like it's it's so penultimate and important, and it means so much to I think like the comics and what we now know the next ten years is gonna be in this in this uh, universe. So I can understand why people are like, oh fuck yeah, here we are, here we go, let's mm-hmm. go. Like this is it. WandaVision was like absolutely setting stuff up, but it was just it felt like its own independent thing in a lot of ways. Like there was like it sure. it, it it made you feel like some stuff was going to happen and you knew that it was going to have to do with Doctor Strange, but it wasn't quite as connected to everything else as this is. 
So I understand. Yeah, it was more personal. For yeah. Sure. I mean, not to say that Loki is not personal because some of the best moments are, are about it, are him. literally yeah, just about him for sure. and figuring him and Sylvie are like the the character Loki figuring yeah. out um, that own character. So let's talk about uh, favorite moments and like the positive stuff. Um, I guess I can explain where I why why Loki works a little bit more for me. Again, only margin, uh, marginally. But I think WandaVision hit emotional moments really well. Like, it hit it much harder, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, the moment that we talked about with her and Vision when he says, what is love if not... Um, or what is grief if not love persevering? Um, I thought it was also really clever in its design. I just feel like this is the most realized show across the board like they had a clear path all the way through and it felt very uh, even when lamentus was off if i look at the entire season it felt pretty consistent um it just felt like a smooth running train even when it brought up more questions and it descended into madness like in the penultimate episode and even the final episode is still like the what they're proposing is going to be next with Nathaniel or Kang is like terrifying. And it's like also just like for my brain, I'm like, I don't even know how I'm going to keep up. Marvel better not fuck up this whole like multi-dimensional thing that they're also doing with Dr. Strange. Um, and Spider-Man and Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man first. I think like it's easy to say this is like a smarter show than Captain Falcon for sure. Or uh, Falcon and the winter soldier, but like Captain Captain, uh, Captain Falcon. Falcon America. <laughs> Um, I just think it took the, this took the fun and excitement of Falcon, like this, the moments of action in Falcon, I think still are really great, but I think this took enough of those like ridiculous moments for this. Like I wouldn't say the action scenes are as like explosion-y, but they're cool. Like some of the fight scenes are really cool, especially the one between him and Sylvie in the end. Uh, I was just rewatching that today and it was great. But it also took the mystery of WandaVision and the, and the emotional heart of, of WandaVision and trying to understand yourself and like how you move on from doing something terrible. They obviously do different varying degrees of terrible actions. Um, but I think it took that and I, I liked what it did with it. Um, I also felt like this show almost existed the way Thor Ragnarok did for the Thor movies or even for Marvel in general. I think it provided a lot of commentary on everything that came before and made fun of things. I mean, the infinity stones that when he, when he's wondering, is this what real power is? And then he finds out that all these infinity stones exist and they're just like uh, paper weights in this office setting, I thought how they went back and talked about some of the actions that Loki did and then what others did was brilliant as commentary. And then while it may not have worked every time, cause I, I, I agree with you, Layla, like I, the other Loki stuff just wasn't as funny as I thought they were trying to make it. Yeah, for sure. There was still a level of humor throughout this show, particularly between him and Mobius that, I mean, Mobius is just in a, perfect. <laughs> like, yeah, perfect. exactly. And it, it, but it just worked as like what Thor did, making fun of itself as it was going along. I think really worked in the show, and so all those elements together are why it ended up being great. And I was very skeptical going into the finale. I'll say that. Yeah, I think the. I mean, it. I don't know. I, I still <laughs> appreciate WandaVision more. And I think part of that is how many episodes of WandaVision have? Ten? Yeah. It was longer. Yeah. yeah. I mean they're shorter episodes, but the structure of the show was was lacking for me in Loki. Yeah. Mm. I think the 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 where that word contrived I think comes from like I understand that in this next phase of movies you're gonna have to I don't know if it's really retconning necessarily, but you're gonna have to like you have a foundation now with each of these characters and it's different levels of foundation, foundational knowledge of like who they are. And you're going to have to build underneath that foundation now for some characters. And I guess kind of retcon like they did with Wanda, you know, Mm -hmm. saying that she was a witch, but now she's just like, she got like real strong because of the, the, uh, was it the Tesseract? 
Mindstone? Uh, mind no, the Mindstone. Mind yeah, it was in Loki's staff. Right. Um, that doesn't work as well for me in Loki. I think mm. instead of building under the foundation of Loki, you, they kind of built on top of it, if that makes sense. And it doesn't like, it doesn't all work. Like I think you were sort of alluding to this, Layla. Like it, it, it's not all like the character of Loki was established, but that Loki died. This yeah. is not that Loki, but he is acting like that Loki was. This is the Loki that was in Avengers, and he's not as... Right, well, he starts acting like it in this once he learns of everything that happens to him. Which is if lazy. If he were to exist later. I actually don't think it's lazy. I think it's good commentary on what we've already seen. Instead of just repeating what we've already seen, it's him now being able to review what we've seen. And him be able to decide. What's lazy about that? I get- That's pretty clever. He watches like a highlight reel of himself. Well, he and, also and then he's like, it. damn, I am better than me. He also reads through it and then he talks it out as it goes along. Yeah. Honestly, the most know, for me, the most lazy. development I feel with him is lazy. not that. It's the last episode. Like that's like right. the kind of yes. shit I wanted in the show. And it just Yes. If that I don't was, the last episode I think is I just want to say that real quick. The yeah, last no, episode no. stands aside from the like the rest of the show for me it is significantly better sure. than the rest of the show yeah. the first I, two episodes kind of come close but it is that sixth episode is way better than the pre- pre- previous five yeah i don't know i just like i with with wandavision like once you got and i said this when we did the episode like i didn't love how much they extended that first like whatever bit that they were doing establishing the like chaos like I, I thought that was too long but once they got past that I felt like every episode had its purpose and I felt like as I was watching it I was understanding things unfold and it was important I didn't feel that way in every episode with Loki and it's even worse to me because it's so short <laughs> like it's you have to have every episode be impactful because it's only six episodes and like specifically for me that second episode where he's still at the TVA and they have him like researching and he's literally sitting in a library and there's like a whole like 20 minutes of him just like supposed to be funny like reading through stuff and him and like Mobius are like going back and forth like I definitely had moments where I was like how is this helping me understand what's happening and why is is this even building anything because it didn't feel like it was and even afterwards I was like I don't feel like that needed to happen for me to get to this point so that's kind of what I mean by like I felt like some of the writing was lazy and I just didn't I don't think it all came together really well. I don't think it was like this whole big plan to like even the Lamentis episode. Like it's just like something important did happen and it was important. But like we just went through a bunch of stuff that I didn't even care about to get to that point. Like it just I just feel like Marvel has done such a better job of storytelling and bringing stuff together and doing character development. And and I know that maybe that's just me and how I experienced it. But like it didn't. It just didn't really work for me. I found myself multiple times being like, I don't even know why I'm watching what's happening on the screen right now. And it didn't actually in the end come together in a way where I was like, now I get why they did that. And that happened too much for me. I I totally hear what you're saying because I was very much that way watching it as it was going along. When I stopped and thought about the finale more and more, mm-hmm. I thought about how why each of the so Loki and Sylvie act the way they do Mm -hmm. in that scene and it felt earned because of everything that came before so like while you might be you know I I was definitely annoyed watching some of the TVA stuff although I I I found the show to be really funny early on and I was like oh this is kind of refreshing how funny it can be um I was also like where is this going what are we doing here like, mm-hmm. I don't even care that much about Loki now because I was fine with him being done. Why are we doing this stuff? Like, and then yeah. when you get to that final scene where he's first when they're confronting Nathaniel or Kang, uh, and then when he's confronting Sylvie and and you could see him working out everything that he's learned. It felt like everything built to that moment. Well, when I look back. Sure. And I'm actually happy with all those moments early on. Even Lamentis, to a certain degree, 
I un- like I didn't like watching it at the time, but looking back, understanding how that would affect how Loki and Sylvie care about each other and how they g- grew to understand the motivations of each other because mm-hmm. they're different. Yeah. She can't trust and he's untrustworthy. For sure. And I love the way that that comes together. So for me, it felt worth it. Yeah. But I for sure understand if it didn't feel worth I have a question for you guys because I'm starting to feel like even just like reading and watching stuff now that I've finished, I'm definitely starting to feel like this is just a me thing. But like I very much, especially I would say the first three episodes, I kept thinking to myself, I don't I don't see Loki seeing saying a lot of the things that he's saying right now. Like there were so many scenes where when he was trying to manipulate like yeah. Mobius inside of the TVA, he just sounded like desperate and like not good at what he was doing. And I just was like, this is like a magician mastermind who's like manipulated like leaders into like getting their armies and he just sounds like so lame to me right now that that's part of the writing that really frustrated me it just didn't sound like the loki that yeah they just write it off like like he's stripped of his abilities and like totally so far out of his element and so yeah completely caught off guard by this well place that he didn't he didn't even know existed and probably doesn't even really truly believe is real Mm -hmm. for a certain part of it This is actually kind of my issue with Loki in general. And I actually think if you go through each of the movies, the emotional levels of Loki and like, you never fully, like, he is so different in each movie. Yeah. In in, uh, Thor, the first one, he is pathetic, but he's also smarmy and like manipulative. Mm -hmm. In Thor 2... He's more manipulative, but there's like a fun side to him. Mm-hmm. And then Avengers, he's like fucking crazy villainous and like not very fun until like the you know the Joss Whedon yeah. jokes come in. And then Thor Ragnarok, he's like goofy as fuck. Yeah, and it's like so different from what we've seen before. And then in, I feel like it's once you get to Infinity War, and it's only one scene he's in. That's like the loki that i imagine he's doing everything in that one scene and maybe that just it depends on the director who's like you know i feel like along sorry go ahead no no i mean i guess my my to to bring that all together what i mean is that i kind of had already not really understood what the character loki is because they messed with him so much that i couldn't This is a version of Loki yeah. that maybe I just wasn't. It's just really like, obviously I, yeah. like they really obviously have an idea and like a continued building of like what Tom Hiddleston brings to the character too. That and just sure doesn't help with that. Doesn't yeah. all gel. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I almost feel though like part of that in my head was like that's just him adapting to the situations that he's in and like that yeah. works with his character and that always made sense to me. Um, and, or, like, whether he has the upper hand in a situation, it changes how he's reacting to the people around him, his level of cockiness, or how he feels like he has to act. So that was always, like, the manipulative Loki that, like, you know, from the comics and stuff. Um, so I guess just... And and I truly believe it might actually be because he really has not had this much straight dialogue ever in, like, Marvel. Yeah, like that's he, also a possibility. He really just carries scenes entirely on his own, obviously. And it just, like... I almost feel like they didn't even know how to... Like, in my opinion, they didn't know how to write him because they had to give him that much dialogue instead of, like, a quip here or, like, a one thing to this person or one scene. Um, anyways, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I your your initial point is good though. I I do feel like they it's earned for me that they put him in this place where he finally has no power and no way mm-hmm. to fully manipulate them. For I sure. mean, even when he escapes, he doesn't manipulate them. That's like Sylvie helps him escape and then he follows it and he's actually not changed. But when he realizes that everything that he had been doing is like negligible to this like entity that exists that controls time and understands all these dimensions it's just like he feels so defeated and desperate at that point but also again he is literally brought face to face with all the shitty actions he's done and no one has ever done that to him yeah, he gets put into like a circle of hell. Where exactly. Like, I mean, even that would like that was a it, for one of the worst moments in his life. <laughs> just repeated over and over until he's beaten into submission. Like we don't even <laughs> yeah, know exactly. how long that actually lasted for beaten him. Beaten in the 
inner thigh almost nut sack into <laughs> submission. Yeah, all right. Well, let's move on. Let's um outside of Loki. <laughs> and he might not even be your MVP. Who's your like MVP of the season? Mobius. Yeah. Easy. So easy. He's seamlessly the best character. I don't have a single issue with him. I think he to a T is exactly what he needed to be in this show. And I think without him, this show would have been very bad for me. Yeah, I don't think Owen Wilson can not be Owen Wilson, but Owen Wilson <laughs> as Mobius, great. Yeah. I love it. I think I do, I, th- I do think it's Loki, because for everything that I'm saying, that I have said, I think that, well, you're saying it works for you. I'm saying it works enough hmm. for me. Like, the show was something that I thought was going to be even better than what they had done before, mm-hmm. because it was pitched in a way pitched at least i thought it was pitched to us the the gen pop as gen pop. something that it actually was not general population oh <laughs> it it's not what i thought it was going to be and what i had you know read and been told it was going to be like a uh, like a uh, uh like a crime procedural but in the mcu was what i thought it was going to be and it kind of is for like a second so I think that the show is good enough, but the character, now that we have all of this about him and we have his new counterpart in Sylvie and their eventual reunion um, and their uh, fate, I guess, in the, the MCU, mm-hmm. like, that's really cool. It's set up for something that makes them he she the the mvp i definitely didn't realize that he was gonna be such an unreal important part of like leading up to what's next like i did i he's the only one that knows he's the only one that knows what went down he and and sylvie i mean right and now he's in a a different dimension it's almost it's sort of read as if as if uh he who remains did, was trying to get them not to get to where they ended up being to the point where they could assassinate him, but then decided maybe I do let them get here and then I just make them in charge. Yeah. It sort of played as if they almost, they almost beat God. What is essentially God. Yeah. And speaking of God, I wish I'm, I'm not going to give him the MVP, but in terms of like, if we were doing uh, the person who comes in and just hits like 10 threes in a row off the bench. <laughs> the Clay Thompson I mean, of... Jonathan MCU. Majors is so incredibly good in just one episode <laughs> of television. Like, I just rewatched it. The, like, he's literally seen chewing. And like, he fucking rips each of these lines like (laughs) his line reading is out of control he's changing his voice and and how he's talking about certain things and his like goofiness and he'll he'll shout at them and then he'll be like sweet and then like sinister he's doing so much i think as an introduction to one of the new villains i mean i know it's going to be a variant of him but it's still him as the actor um it was incredible I like I couldn't have imagined a better villain introduction. I think he was he's amazing. And I was actually worried for people that didn't know Jonathan Majors and saw that scene and they're like, what? This is the big bad or whatever. I, I'm sure some people don't even know that he's King not. the Conqueror. He's but, not uh, that's not that's not what he's going to be like when he shows up. Yeah, exactly. Again. He's gonna be different. It's going to be so much different than but that. But also like exactly even aside from that though, like Gabe, you're you're making the most valid point. Like he he the range that he had in that scene alone just tells us like how powerful him as a villain is gonna be. Because he went from That's you really <laughs> truly like he went like zero to a hundred like it was like you were for one second just being like oh my god he's so right he's like he's you you believe him oh my god and then two seconds later you're like i'm terrified of this person like it was yeah and powerful and loki is terrified of him when he leaves he's like and by the way this guy is terrifying and and versions of him are gonna be coming for us and there's a war i uh to like i guess before i like talk about some other characters um it's just 
for people, most people don't know who Jonathan Majors is. I'm sure people now know him from like Lovecraft Country, and I, I don't think everyone watched that. But and he's definitely good in that. But he's more of the straight character in Lovecraft Country. Like Jonathan Majors is immensely talented, but so under the radar. And for him to like basically jump in to MCU, and you could just see all that ability in one episode. I mean, it was incredible. I highly recommend to anybody who who saw that and was curious about him, and I'm sure most people who didn't know who he was were curious afterwards. Please watch Last Black Man in San Francisco because he puts in like he should have been nominated for that. He's so incredibly good in it. And what's incredible so too is to me is like you know we're all we're talking about this as if we like know what we're really talking about, right? But but we don't. But somebody. Somebody knows exactly. Somebody or some group of people, including Jonathan Majors, probably to an extent, have a an understanding of how meaningful this character could be mm. to the most important franchise of movies. Well, yeah, the he's most the next big ubiquitous. Bat. But they didn't have this type of plan with the other, with the last one, with Thanos. Thanos, when he first shows up, doesn't even look like the Thanos. It's yeah. not voiced by Josh Brolin, I don't no, think. No, it's not. There's no character development with him until we start to see him, and they have to show us flashbacks about who Thanos is. We don't, we're not going to get that. We started, this, we started with, this is the baseline. And, it's in, and a, that's a great point, because it's a gamble. Because this is like, we know, for anyone that knows who Kang the Conqueror is, they know that that's a huge, huge, huge villain. And the and way that they the introduce him King in this, variant that exactly, is a huge, the way huge they introduce villain. him in this is like, oh, we could actually potentially use Jonathan Majors for like five different characters. We're already starting with yeah. one that's not Kang. This is a big gamble. And for him to step into that with that kind of gamble and actually knock it out of the park right away is like, I mean, think I, about what they could do with that character. Like how, how much oh my God, I mean, it just added sets over the up next so 10 much. Years. Yeah, it yeah. sets up exactly. so much. <laughs> and, it, and not, and it I'm, doesn't even have to be Jonathan Majors because the variants don't have to be him. Yeah. yeah they could well, bring he in is, other he's actors. He's already been casted as different. Kang, but the other ones could be, you yeah, know, like yeah, they did any, with Sylvie and anyone, Loki. Yeah. There's a Kang with a Q that's a, a villain at a certain point as well. There's a bunch um, of them. There's so many of them. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm excited. Well, okay, so by the way, it can't it probably can't be like a Sylvie. The reason why Sylvie was able to exist, there's like I, apparently Loki is gender fluid. Mm-hmm. Like they Nathaniel is like I I'm just a man. I mean, they're probably they they could they could play with that a little bit cuz we don't know for sure anything in his file, but I do think they could t- they could do a bunch of different actors or whatever for it. They might not want to because my well, ultimate point yeah. is, yeah, yeah. holy shit, Jonathan totally. Majors just stepped up and did it. I do want to shout out another person that I think was really, really good consistently through the season. And that was uh, Wanmi Masako, uh, who, uh, Masaku, who plays uh, Hunter B-15. Yeah. I thought yeah. she was incredible and had to do a lot in this mm-hmm. like she's initially just a military like kind of like police uh, uh police person in this and then she has to be the one to convince the rest uh, of them that she gets their woke. variants she becomes it, woke yeah it, yeah yeah did you guys exactly. see and, what marvel did on social media that everyone's like speculating that she's a loki variant oh no they posted they posted on their twitter and instagrams like a post about the Loki variants and there was like a bunch of slides of all the different variants and she's included in the slides. And then they like oh. immediately deleted both posts and didn't say anything about it. <laughs> I guess that'd be cool to reveal in the second season. How does that make any sense? She has memories of her past. Life. Yeah, I mean, but we don't know if they're memories. Yeah, of what her what past are those memories? Asgard yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah, but Sylvie knows. Wouldn't she be like, yo, no, I saw true. her brain though and You're she me. definitely was born no. on Asgard. I just saying. I guess before we move on to something else, <laughs> that would be crazy. I'm just um, super weird. Do you guys do you guys like Sylvie? Like the, I, I kind of don't know I think she's fine. how much I like that performance. Yeah, it's good enough. I, I it, I'm it, excited to see her again when she has more to play with than just this very narrow role sure. that she was. You know that actor was given. Yeah, um, I mean I think 
she put she put in a good performance like there are definitely some emotional moments where i'm like she's doing a good job i just don't even know if i like care about her character (laughs) i think that's the problem that's the that's That's a big overarching problem with the show is that it's all about her for like she's like built up for only one episode basically kind of two Mm-hmm. And, and then, then you're supposed to just be invested, and I'm just not. You're supposed to be as invested yeah. in and then her you're, uh, as yeah, Loki then, then, is. Yeah, then, then totally. Lamentous, basically, yeah. in the next episode, and you're supposed to like believe that she and and Loki like have this bond, even though you're only given 40 minutes of time to to believe that. I do want to make one point about Lamentous, the Lamentous episode when they're <laughs> stuck there. It kind of sucks that I that we didn't enjoy it when we were watching. I don't know how you felt Layla, but that Nick and I both didn't enjoy it while we were watching because for me, it was that I didn't know where it was going. And I was like, this is kind of like, is this just a bottle episode? What is the point of this? But like that final scene when they're trying to escape is like filmed. Like it's supposed to be all like one take. You could see where the edits happen, but it's like all the camera moves as if it's one take and it should be a really fucking cool action scene because of that but because my brain the entire time is like what are we doing here they're Mm -hmm. going to escape somehow they're not going to just die on this planet i didn't like appreciate that so i think i want to rewatch that episode it's just rushed in the middle yeah it the, the the that's what it comes down to for me and that's why like some of these things like i i think sylvie is good enough that that's because sophie dimartino is doing a really good job they you know their chemistry works really well her and tom hiddleston but that doesn't carry it if we don't have enough time to, you know, really appreciate who this or the right writing know, as well. Like I just yeah, don't exactly. think they yeah. had it's her say thing. anything. That there were definitely moments where I was like, God, she's like just annoying. She could. Like, I mean, for all we know, she she and Loki could be in you know uh, the next movie. I mean, they're getting. We have yeah, a season possibly. two, so yeah. So a I, that's, two. that leads yeah. me into this. So Layla, why don't you talk about it? Um, <laughs> How do you feel about the the idea of this having a second season, and you know, as opposed to the other shows that we've seen? Although I, you know, Falcon maybe is going to have a second season, but it seems like they're setting up a Captain America film for him. Yeah, um, I'm kind of in the space of like I I kind of wish none of these had sequels. I like the idea that they're dragging them out for like longer periods so we can get like they can develop these stories for us. But I don't really want too much of it either. Like I just it's. I don't know. I, I, I'm i sure it has a lot of potential to be great. I just like there were enough things about this that I was frustrated with and I'm a little bit worried. And then on top of that, I don't know how valid this is, but I saw a headline earlier today that the um, the late the creator on this, the director of this is bowing out for season two. So I don't even yeah. know what that means for she it. Is. Like, yeah, Katie Heron uh, isn't going to. And um which is a bummer because she's really good, but it's po- like doing a whole season of this, especially with the budget that this one had, because like clearly it had a huge budget, was probably really, um, really tough on her. And so, uh, yeah, I, I get sure it. She for wants her. to work on other projects. Yeah, no, it makes yeah, like, sense. The guy who did WandaVision is doing like a Star Trek movie next, mm-hmm. and so you know they move on to different things. But I do. I also wondered that, you know, she's not the creator, though. So as long as, like, the writers wanted this to go on, I have trust in that. For sure. I just think it's going to be, again, kind of like a new, like, treading on water, right? It's like, I don't I don't know how this is going to go. How is this new director going to do this? Because right. it is going to feel different regardless. A new director is a big shift in a TV show. So Yeah, especially if they end up doing different directors for different episodes. Yeah. Like, remember, like... True Detective, obviously very different, but True Detective first season was all Carrie Fukunaga, and then they moved on to like different directors for the next season, and the writing had issues, but the directing was off. Like in each mm-hmm. episode, it was way different, and it hurt yeah. the show. Yeah, so, I mean, it depends on what they do with the show. Like, yeah. you know, is Loki going to show up at, in, you know, in uh, uh, let, let's say. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, I imagine, yeah. Like, that feels like the only next But space. does Sylvie no. show up in Doctor Strange? Is the next about him trying to find Sylvie again? About their, like, reconnecting? This is where I'm going to actually have an issue with Loki just <laughs> existing as a show at all. Because, again, like, I was fine with him. Be- I think that we had enough when we got to his end in Infinity War. And I do agree that I'm still happy that this show happened. And I like that they explored him a little bit more. 
But if they explored him a little bit more, just to reintroduce him in the movies and in more seasons of the show, I'm just going to be like, well, then why the fuck did you kill him? Because that has no purpose anymore that he died. I know it's a different version of him, but it's still like... Kind of. It's just like a slightly younger version of him. I mean, maybe they're just going to have him like dealing with the chaos independently of everybody else in the second season, like dealing with well, yeah, I mean, King he, and like, is he the only one in the TVA? And so Sylvie and him are the only ones that have access to the TVA. Right. Maybe it's like this entire, like it's, it's connected to everything else, but like you're seeing what's happening with just him and Sylvie and that like version of things and whatever. And then eventually like you see how that connects into everything else. And he doesn't necessarily participate in all of the rest of it. I mean, that would be smart of them because he doesn't need to just jump into like Dr. Strange and be a part of the fucking world again. That's just a lot. No. And he also doesn't can't like hold a candle to those two. What if this is all part of Nathaniel's plan? I know that we see everything branching, but he says, Oh, we've reached the threshold. I've never been here before. What if he was still lying to them and he knew they were going to kill him and then they were going to run the TVA and and figure things out to bring it back until he like comes back and it's all a loop. Oh, well, I would be upset with that. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, it depends on how they do it, but sure. Well, I just don't know how you have a season two unless it's not actually about Loki and it's more about Sylvie, Sylvie or another set of Loki Or maybe variants. Sylvie like trying to or get any to Loki. Right. Yeah. Which should be pretty easy for her, seeing as how she has the temp pad. The temp pad. The really good temp pad. Super, super baller one. So, Um, actually, this kind of leads me into the other discussion, because it's it's a little strange that the three people that definitively die in Infinity War and Endgame have now been brought back for the purposes of TV and movies. So we got a Black Widow movie, we got a Loki show, and we got a Vision and WandaVision, and Vision might be alive now as a different form of himself. Um, cause the, uh, well, regardless, the he is, right? Because, yeah, we Vision, have that. Yeah. White Vision left, yeah. Um, so with that being said, if you haven't seen Black Widow and you don't want that ruined... <laughs> Uh, let's get into a discussion of Black Widow. You guys ready? Or uh, do you guys have any final points? Uh, on yeah, I, well, I don't have points. I have, like, things I just want to discuss about, like, the future of this world now. Because I just, I feel like there are so many things that were left off from this, like, last moment in this show. And I think that's what I'm seeing the most of on the internet, people discussing. I'm so curious, and Nick, I feel like maybe you can talk on this. Like, how do the Eternals play into all of this? Like, how do they... Are they completely separate from these timelines? Are they in? Are they controlled by the timeline? Are they higher so power? <laughs> they've been watching over for everything. sure. They no, even I know say that. it in the trailer that yeah. they've been watching over, but the, and they didn't want to step in. And then I think with the, what happens with we're going to find out obviously in the movie, but with Thanos, they were like, okay, well, actually, we need to fucking step in. Um, but like my question how, is, like, if yeah, he. If he was writing everything, was he controlling the Eternals too? Like, well, then there's like even above the Eternals are the Celestials. Totally. And like, are they, they above him technically too? Technically, control everything. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I'm wondering because there's that moment at the beginning of the finale of Loki where it's you hear all the audio from like other movies and stuff, mm-hmm. and then it's like going through universes and stuff until you yeah. get to the rock that they're on. Then I'm wondering if, like, are the Celestials outside of this, like, time thing? Well, no, because Peter Quill kills one. Yeah, he kills In Ego. In the timeline. Yeah. So the True. idea, so I, I, no, I would think that they would have no idea that any of this is happening. He is, he who remains is, like, the, the ultimate, ultimate power yeah. in this timeline. Yeah. Because he separated it from all of the other ones and protected his own timeline. So he's from Right, he wins the war. This timeline. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, he staves off the the war for yeah. himself and everyone else that exists on this plane. Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. by removing that plane from the multiverse. But for all we know, there could be there is like another That's the whole thing, right? Like there's a mother <laughs> 
stacks and stacks I mean, I'm of sure universes on to top it. of each other. This is going to be wow. fascinating. Like I, he I took have the layer off the top layer of the cake, and then someone, <laughs> and then they just smushed it back on. And I know we felt this way with down into each other itself. <laughs> I know we felt this way with the Infinity Saga, but like Marvel's like really like they're going so far out there now that they're like almost setting themselves up for failure. No, see, I have full faith that. in them, but I am just blown away by their it's audacity. Riddled, like this is yeah, this holes. is insane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's too it's too much to not like. It already doesn't make a whole lot of like sense in it. You already have to like kind of turn your brain off. Yeah, you, it, you yeah. yeah. So I mean, as of right now, qu- like, as of right now, as of where we're at, without entering anybody else, right now it all makes sense to me. But the idea of all the things to come, so, yeah, that's yeah, like, that's what's like messing with me. <laughs> and the first one where we're really fucking with the dimensions that's coming out is Spider Man. Yeah, no like way. I have no idea. I would imagine that the end of the Eternals is probably them being like, dude, wait, what? When is yeah. the third Ant-Man being, coming out? That's in 2022. And that's when because Kang that's, the Conqueror is Exactly, yeah. But that's Quantumania. They're like, but they're already going to introduce... They've already they've now introduced with WandaVision and this, or at least the post-credit of WandaVision and this, that there are multiple dimensions yeah. and that they're going to be fucking with that. Spider-Man is supposedly going to have the multiple dimensions start happening. I'm sure Eternals maybe is going to I would talk imagine about it at the end they I I my guess is the movie The Eternals is just them like flexing and we get to understand who they are and then at the end they're just turned upside down by yeah. the beginning of a multiverse and being like wait and we're not as powerful as we thought like yeah and then there's gonna be like doctor strange and the multiverse of madness and then quantumania and stuff like it's gonna be wild crazy and business. it's really funny that like meanwhile we also have like hawkeye and like falcon and the winter soldier like just like they exist as these like fun entities separately. Yeah, that are like just the like next everything that you're movie. doing is inconsequential. Like and like yeah, I mean, the and, like, next Thor too. Like, well, it, I mean, those yeah. are like I, those deal with space and and they're probably going to deal with like sure. time and dimensions yeah. and stuff. It's just funny that probably things like tie, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and like Hawkeye are like literally grounded because they're fucking humans. I have well, yeah, so and, many theories and Gabe, I've told you my theory about where I think that's going to, but I oh, think yeah. they are very connected and there is something that's building there. So I'm excited about that. Oh, sure. I mean, it's all. Yeah. And then we can use that as a segue because like, <laughs> why does any of the Dark Avengers stuff or the <gasps> Thunderbolts or whatever they are. Why does any of that even matter? Because there's a bunch of multiverses and that means there's like and celestials and like, yeah, fucking like who gods. fucking cares about Yelena Belova? Yeah. Okay. So let's, whoa, whoa, keep going. Well, I think you're missing, <laughs> we're not saying who cares as in she's not interesting. It's like in the grand scheme of things, these as again, what I'm saying all these people are I mean, literally Loki, fucking grounded. Like on Earth. Loki could snap grounded. his fingers and crush anyone in that realm. Yeah, For sure. I just, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, Loki could just walk in and like just go flick them and they'd go flying. I just think those demigod. types of like, like these types of things live sep- separately in people's heads, right? Like even with like watching Loki right exactly now. Exactly my point. Like even with watching Loki right now, like people are watching Black Widow and they're just as excited about Black Widow, and that's not even close to connected, yeah, right? So like again, that's that's my point. Is like it's funny that these entertaining things just exist separately, and they're just inconsequential to the big fucking things <laughs> happening separately, and they're entertaining in their own ways. So why don't we talk about Black Widow? Um, yeah, what, what were you guys' <laughs> thoughts on it? Should I it's go? Great. It's such a fun <laughs> yeah. movie. Florence Pugh is the man. She is. Um, she's and she's more MVP. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, and it grew on me. I've seen it twice now, and it grew on me the second time even Both more. Um, I don't know. It was like so. I I think Gabe brought it up in a past episode where he was like, are you excited or not? And I was definitely really skeptical about it because Black Widow has historically been my favorite MCU character. And I wanted a long time ago for them to do like a proper origin story for her. And I wanted it to be a dark one because her origin story is very fucking dark. Um, 
And I got really nervous when I saw the trailer for this because it just seemed like a budding family comedy movie. Um, I think they did an incredible. Oh, I had no idea it was going to be like a comedy and like funny. I oh, I mean, the moments of the comedy, trailer was it... definitely like putting there was just too much comedic relief for me to believe that it was going to address the dark stuff the way I wanted it to, at least in the way the trailer showed it. Um, but I think they did an incredible job. I think after watching it, I think as Marvel does, they always seem to find just a seamless way to connect like, like comedic relief and like genuine human comedy and human moments with like very real stuff and real character development. And that's like what this movie is. I love how they set, um, Florence up for the MCU. I think she's just going to be so much fun and her character is great. And she hit Mm -hmm. every mark for me. Um, and I can't wait for her, um, in potentially, I imagine in Hawkeye, cause I imagine that's where they're setting that up for, for her to be, they, they, I mean, they like show it that she's going to go after Hawkeye yeah, and the end credit scene. because she yeah. thinks that he killed or he led to, she's manipulated uh, to believe that he like led to her yeah. death. Um, and weird. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's who knows where that's going to go. But again, I trust them with that. And they're and I and I think they're very much setting up like Dark Avengers with um, what's his face um, or the Thunderbolts team. What's his name? Secret agent or something? U.S. agent. U.S. US agent. agent. Yeah, with U.S. agent. And And possibly um, I'm scared. (laughs) Have you guys seen the possible other member? Oh, no. The Red Hulk. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Which is, which is Colonel Thunderbolt Ross, which is mm-hmm. why he starts to look sickly as shit in every movie. He has, I think just fucking uh, William Hurt has gotten old. And <laughs> it could be that. Skinny. It's really just him. <laughs> it, it could be that, or it could be that they're leading to him, you know, trying to make himself not die. Well, that was like originally what he was like in, interested in, in the Incredible Hulk. And then they tim roth's character it would make sense if he turns himself into that because then you could get rid of the aging william hurt and just have you know a cgi rampaging red monster yeah that's true that's that's super super true i i agree with both of you guys by the way i mean like i i left even with i haven't seen it twice but when i left the theater i just said exactly what i wanted like no notes i had a lot of fun so fun i didn't think it was like (laughs) too stupid to the point where it's like you, you just like so long ago had to be like, okay, Black Widow is really badass, but she could do things that probably only a superhuman could do. I'm okay with it. Don't care. Oh, no, Super I, want, fun. I have something to also, say to that. Also, returning to the theater, incredible to watch that. Yeah. So I like texted Gabe afterwards, um, kind of frustrated by like just how ridiculously like hit she gets in this movie as a human. And in, in the comics, like canon – she does have part of the super soldier serum inside of her. All the widows do in the comics, but they've never addressed oh, cool. it in the, sh- in like the movies at all. So I assumed they just threw that out the window. Oh, they could have retconned that in. But so it is actually, and I saw this upon rewatch and then I like did a bunch of research later. It is in that, like what's it <laughs> the beginning, the, um, the credits, like oh, in the, the beginning, oh, the montage, yeah. there is like With a the montage. Smells like Teen Spirit. <laughs> yeah, there thing, is yeah. Um, a small moment where you see all the girls getting injected with a serum. Um, so they definitely oh, tried to throw it in the there. Um, that she is like canon. She does have like some superhuman strength and ability to like survive. Mm-hmm. So thank God for that because she like literally broke her back at one point in this movie, and I was like, what the? Yeah, fuck? I mean, when she falls off yeah. the <laughs> building. Um, yeah, I don't know. I still just like I found it really fun. I could see the negative responses to Taskmaster because Taskmaster is like really fucking sick in the comics. And to be fair, like Taskmaster is really cool in the scenes we get. I think it's really fucking strange that an actor as big as Olga Kirilenko was like said maybe like two words in this movie and like showed her face for like fucking five minutes in total. But I thought it was good. I mean, I had more of an issue with Ray Winstone. I, everyone online is like, did Ray Winstone even want to attempt a Russian accent in this movie? He basically <laughs> just plays the, Ray Winstone. But um, I thought it was really fun. What I was really surprised by in the end is that all of the family survives, which is really cool because we're going to get more with. Um, yeah, I mean, what, it could Red be Crusader the, and like, what's his name? Red Guardian. Red dude. Guardian. And uh, 
And Melina. what's his the crimson, the the crimson dynamo? Yeah, I, I'm excited <laughs> to see them. I think that'd be really fun. Um, I don't know how they're gonna play into everything, but it's gonna be cool. Also, I just David Harbor and I just didn't know going into this how fucking funny Florence Pugh and David Harbor could be in something like David Harbor's like kind of been somewhat funny as like in in some projects he's done. I mean, Stranger but Things, he was he's just, pretty funny. Yeah, he he's does both in stranger things he's he did this like one man frankenstein show on netflix (laughs) (laughs) where it's like a 30 minute thing where he's like really goofy um and strange and david harbour is just like a really awesome person in real life it seems so it was cool to see that i i was i actually watching the trailer for black widow i don't know what trailer you were watching but i don't remember there being anything funny besides his accent in it and then watching the movie i was like Holy shit! This I would like. Most people in our theater were laughing pretty hard at a lot of scenes, especially when David Harbour was doing energy. something, or when uh, uh, Florence Pugh is like making fun of Florence the way that. It, yeah. uh, uh, well, the vest scene was like probably the funniest scene, but when she's making fun of how her sister like gets up on the on the ground before she fights, I just think she great. has so many great quips, and the way she like yeah. executes them are so like she she just seems so fucking genuine when she says them. Them, and it works so well. Florence Pugh is awesome. I'm so excited to see what she does in this world. I also, I'm like excited for what's up. Oh, I was gonna say the internet also like exploded about her in the end credit scene. Like a lot of people were just like, "This is like Where one she's, of like, dressed like Cher from Clueless." Oh well, fuck yes to that. But no, like just like version. just like how like emotionally charged that scene is, and how it's just like kind of a beautiful scene. And like when she whistles and no one whistles back, it's really fucking sad. Um, but oh, people yeah. are, like are in love with her because of that scene. I feel like I see that scene on Instagram and TikTok more than I see anything from that movie. I mean, just be in love with her in general. She should have won an Oscar for Midsommar. I'm going to say that forever. (laughs) Um, Are you guys excited for where MCU is going? I think our next movie is Shang-Chi and the... uh, Or Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Mm -hmm. And then the Eternals and then then, Spider-Man. And I think Hawkeye might be actually before the Eternals. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to come out this year. And Spider-Man this year as well. I'm fucking excited. I mean... I'm anyone who knows me. I'm fucking so obsessed with the first trailer for Shang Chi, and I actually <laughs> like what they're exploring in the second one. Okay, I was um, gonna ask you because I saw the second one before Black Widow, and I like was curious yeah. if you enjoyed it as much. Well, the song more is Marvel-y. definitely not as good because yeah. the song in the first one is awesome and it <laughs> works so well with it. Um, there's a lot of like supernatural stuff that they explore in the second trailer that I'm really excited for. Mm-hmm. Like when he's underwater and the dragons there and then like, yeah, the legend part and of the it. fact that there's possibly abomination still is around it, and he's in a cage him. fight. Oh, okay. So Tim Roth is in yeah. it. Oh, uh, wow. I don't know if, I mean, so I don't know if sick. Tim Roth's playing him, but yeah. Okay. But abomination <laughs> yeah. is in there. So I'm well, excited. Like, abomination talk. Yeah. He talks in, he talks in, uh, incredible Hulk. Hmm. Um, I'm excited for that. The Eternals like teaser trailer couldn't have been like more beautiful. Oh and God, it came Chloe. like right after Chloe one. Uh, it also just looks good and also looks funny. And I wasn't nominated for an that. Oscar. It's definitely going to be om- nominated for an Oscar. Like I, we're calling I, it right now. Yeah. I'm first I'm, podcast. We're putting that into the universe. It, it will be. Because Black Panther was, and this one looks more like spiritual, and she just won. Hmm. Um, and Spider Man's gonna Nick's be like, sick. Hmm. <laughs> I love the Spider Man movies. Like honestly, I love them way more than the Sam Raimi one. So I'm very excited. Also, like, we never get- forget where Spider Man left off. Too, it left off on like a fucking huge cliffhanger because one he of the was most just revealed things ever. Yeah, that's never happened in one of these. movies. And he's a bad guy. <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess like everyone the thinks world that he's thinks a bad that he guy. Is, yeah. yeah, and he's been fully revealed, and that means that like MJ is in like immediate danger. Um, it's gonna Zendaya. be. I'm, I'm very fucking excited. Uh, anything Zendaya else to talk about MJ. with MCU before we peace out? Mm. No. no, I guess I just didn't. I didn't realize until like two days ago that September to December this year is literally three out of those four months to have, have MCU movies. They have MCU movies and just great movies in general, like on October 22nd alone, Dune French dispatch, 
last night in Soho and Jackass 4 all come out. Like, that wow. is just that theaters are going to be packed. If it's a fabulous can, birthday present. Thank you, universe. You're going to have so much fun. All right. Uh, next week. Next week. We are going to be doing. What are we doing? Fuck, I already forgot. I know. We're what are we doing? Jam. Oh, Space oh, Jam. Space Jam. Slam. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do jam. Michael Jordan versus Slam. LeBron James. Uh, we're going to do Space Jam versus Space Jam, A New Legacy, which I think both are on HBO Max right now. Or uh, Space Jam's at least on Disney+. Plus. Space right. Jam's on something. Uh, but Space Jam, A New Legacy, the new Warner Brothers and HBO Max movie. Uh, you can go watch that. That's going to be Starring super Zendaya. silly and stupid. She's yep, my girl, Zendaya's yo. in it. Stan her so uh, hard. Damian Lillard's in it. He's my girl. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Dame. Please don't kill me. Um... <laughs> Yeah, you could also follow us on Instagram. Uh, find out what we are doing coming up. And uh, just look us <laughs> up, Facing Off Pod. And then follow us on Twitter. Because um, we're uh, cool. Facing Off Pod. And then send us an email if you want to. I don't know if you're into that. You can also send us mail, but I'm not going to put our addresses here. Um, so don't. Yeah, Facing Off Podcast at gmail.com if you want to send electronic mail. All right. Do you guys have a send off? That was me doing my best alligator work. Uh, grow up! <laughs> grow up, Sylvie! Hypocrite! Murderer! Oh my god, I literally loved We've that We've all moment. done horrible things. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, he's so good. Such when a he, good moment. The way he looks at, I know. at Loki and he goes, terrible, terrible things. Incredible. Unspeakable things. He's Incredible. so good. Wish I had an apple for that. There's right, your alligator. Bites too big. Bites too big.